next on the 5 o'clock report. I move that the House stand adjourned until 10 p.m. The status quo is reluctant to change anything here. Amazing, touching. You lose sleep. You hurt for your brother. It's cynical. It's completely energizing. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Madam Clerk, I move that the House stand adjourned until 10 p.m. tonight. And that's what they did. They've thrown in the towel for now, although even that didn't pass without debate. Those in favor say aye. Those opposed say no. After the shouting faded, they took an electronic vote and the House of Representatives took the evening off to regroup after edging much closer to electing California Republican Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Fourteen Republicans flipped their votes to McCarthy today, including Pennsylvania's Scott Perry, leader of the Conservative Freedom Caucus. The status quo is reluctant to change anything here. Everything's working great for Washington, D.C., but Washington's not working very well for the American people. Sean Davis of The Federalist tells Fox News, while frustrating for many, the protracted speaker debate has served a useful purpose. I think we've learned something really important is that when you get all these people in the room together and force them to do work, they have to get it done. Uh, And I know there's been a lot of complaining about the chaos and gridlock and this and that. This is actually about uh, how democracy is supposed to look. Now to the Buffalo Bills. The news got even better today for Bills safety. DeMar Hamlin, who is off of a ventilator and speaking, he FaceTimed with the team, which head coach Sean McDermott says was uplifting. Amazing, uh, touching to see DeMar, number one, uh, through my own eyes and to watch the reaction in the room with the players and the, and the, and the staff and the team. Hamlin told the team, quote, love you, boys. Quarterback Josh Allen. You lose sleep. You hurt for your brother. A lot of shared grief, but getting updates and positive updates eases so much of that, that pain and that tension that you feel. Among others so relieved is the player Hamlin collided with, Cincinnati receiver T. Higgins. Obviously, it's been hard, you know, um, just because, you know, I had something to do with the play and whatnot. But, you know, everybody's been making me feel feel whole again. You know, um, I talked to his mom and, you know, it's, everything is okay. He's doing good. The Bills host the New England Patriots Sunday at 1. There's some disturbing news for Bills fans as well today. Word that the radio voice of the team, John Murphy, is home recovering after suffering a stroke. Murphy missed the team's Monday night football game in Cincinnati after suffering that stroke last weekend. In a statement, his family says Murphy's making daily progress recovering. Jobless report out for December, 223,000 new jobs created. CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger breaks down the big number. Areas that saw consistent job growth throughout 2022 healthcare employment, construction, retail trade, manufacturing, and professional and business services. The unemployment rate fell to 3.5%. President Biden going to Texas this weekend. That means he'll be visiting the border in El Paso, the district of Congressman Tony Gonzalez. The fact that they're heading down there and having a conversation now and seem to have pulled their head out of the sand, I think is positive. Gonzalez says Republicans should be a key part of that visit to make sure Biden gets a true view of the case. Chaos. To Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin standing by a vow of a 36-hour ceasefire for Eastern Orthodox Christmas. So what does the U.S. State Department think of that? Spokesman Ned Price. There is one word that best describes that, and it's cynical. Also today, the U.S. announcing plans to send Bradley fighting vehicles to Ukraine. Retired four-star General Jack Keane tells Fox News, while the Bradleys are useful, the Biden administration and allies continue to deny Ukrainian requests for other hardware, tanks, missiles, even jets, to 
to take the fight to the Russians and end the invasion. The administration certainly deserves credit in the support they provided, but it's almost like we don't want Ukraine to lose, but we don't want to give them all the weapons they need to truly win and retake their territory and liberate the people. Now to California. At least six people dead so far as violent storms keep pounding the northern part of the state. This man among those affected. There's a house that completely lifted off its foundation is sitting in the middle of the street, blocking the rest of the neighborhood off. And the Weather Channel's Stephanie Abrams says it's not going to get better anytime soon. We will see more storms come in as we head through the weekend. And then on Monday and Tuesday, the event looks particularly powerful. And now to Idaho, an accused killer in court. If you plead guilty or are found guilty, is up to death and or imprisonment for life. Do you understand? Yes. A judge reading charges to Pennsylvania native Brian Koberger, who appeared calm, wearing an orange jumpsuit, telling the judge he understands the charges against him. The judge ordered he remain in jail without bail. The 28-year-old pleaded not guilty to all of the murder charges he faces in the stabbing deaths of four Idaho college students. To the surprise of scientists, Hawaii's Kilauea volcano erupting again. This woman, who lives pretty close by to it, is a lava lover. It's completely energizing. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. You never get used to it. I mean, how could you possibly take something like this view for granted? The eruption comes less than a month after its larger neighbor, Mauna Loa, erupted. Authorities say so far the Kilauea eruption poses no real danger. And today, January 6th, is a Christian holiday. Twelve days after Christmas Day, the Festival of Epiphany. Reverend David Edmonds tells Family Life that Epiphany is a festival day with deep spiritual meaning because the Magi were curious searchers from beyond the faith. Epiphany is really about the person of Christ coming not just to the chosen people, the Jewish community, but coming to the whole world. Edmund says he emphasizes the message of Epiphany because the biblical story demonstrates how expansive God's love is. For me, that's just an exciting place of hope that God comes to share this amazing message of his grace and his love. He comes to share that with all of us and not just a select few. Edmonds pastors the Elmwood Avenue and Bell Valley Churches in Erie, Pennsylvania. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, lawmakers getting to work in Albany and Harrisburg, a surprising speaker choice in the PA Statehouse, and jousting at offshore windmills in New York. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Well, don't look now, but there's a little snow in the forecast. It's not going to be much for tonight and tomorrow. Mostly cloudy. Flurries for a few and a couple of spots will pick up some lake snows east and southeast of Lake Syria and Ontario. Could be a few inches there, but most of us, little or no accumulation. Low temps tonight, 20s and low 30s. Highs tomorrow in the 30s. On Sunday, partly sunny with high temperatures in the 30s. Thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. With the 2023 legislative sessions underway in both New York and PA, pro-family forces keeping a close eye on the bad bills. There are many of them, too, says Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. I think there are three big ones to keep an eye on. The first is the issue of assisted suicide. The other thing is there will be a major push to move abortion-inducing pills into college campuses, as well as a mandate for sex education in public schools. And in Pennsylvania, uh, we're going to see some harmful policy agenda items, infringements on privacy rights in schools, you know, even threats, as Jason mentioned, of increasing abortion access on campuses to the non-medical legalization of marijuana. Dan Bartkoyak, spokesman for the Pennsylvania Family Institute. New York lawmakers are considering allowing students to take mental health days. Manhattan State Senator Brad Holliman sponsoring the bill, which would make a school day missed for mental health reasons an excused absence. That could include a wide range of issues for kids, including social anxiety, bullying, feeling overwhelmed, or simply 
needing a break. There are 12 states in the union that currently allow such holidays. A surprise pick for Speaker of the Pennsylvania House has some hopeful for more cooperation between parties. We get more from Family Life's Brian Query. At the beginning of each two-year session, lawmakers pass rules that govern the Pennsylvania House and Senate. The rules rarely change, and when they do, the edits are written in private by the majority party. And while the state Senate passed its rules on Tuesday, maintaining a status quo that gives the majority party, in this case Republicans, much of the power, the state House House has elected Mark Rossi of Berks County as Speaker. After winning the Speakership Tuesday, Rossi announced he would no longer caucus with the Democrats and would operate as an independent Speaker. Records show Rossi has been historically very open to working across the aisle, but much remains unknown about how Rossi will approach the rules, and he's declined to answer questions from reporters since becoming Speaker. Brian Query, Family Life News. Uh, thank you, Brian. New data from Pennsylvania's Elections Agency shows an early November state court decision that barred mail-in ballots without accurate handwritten dates on their exterior envelopes resulted in otherwise valid votes being thrown out. The Department of State said this week more than 16,000 mail-in ballots were disqualified by county officials because they lacked secrecy envelopes or proper signatures or dates. Democratic voters who were much more likely to vote by mail made up more than two-thirds of those rejected ballots. Now to New York, Rochester police still looking for the public's help in catching a suspect who fired several shots outside of the Franklin Educational Campus yesterday morning, Police Lieutenant Greg Bello. Somebody that, that fired shots at the front steps of a school, right? Obviously, that's a significant problem. So we're, we're working, we're asking for, we're ask for community help on this one as well. Uh, of anybody that has any information in terms of who this shooter is, who this person is that, that fired a gun on a school campus to help hold that person accountable and get that person in custody. The suspect opened fire toward a 16-year-old student while he was running toward the school. According to investigators, the teen was involved in an incident on Hudson Avenue prior to that shooting incident at the campus on Norton Street. No one was struck by any of that gunfire. Emergency services getting some attention in the Salt City. Onondaga County Community College is receiving $2 million in federal funding, which is going to be used to help train health care workers. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said yesterday the money will help both renovate and expand a hospital simulation center at OCC. And the Syracuse Police Department has announced the launch of a one-year paid cadet program aimed at people who are interested in becoming police officers. The program includes physical fitness training, classroom instruction, and also hands-on training with members of law enforcement. To qualify for that program, a person has to be between the ages of 18 and 34, have no felony convictions, and undergo a background check. A proposal to put windmills in the Great Lakes won't work, or at least not very well, so says a recently released study by NYSERDA, New York's Energy Research Authority. A leading Republican in the state Senate, George Borrello, says it is amazing the harsh report came out from a group filled with pro-green energy voices. It's not worth the risks, the unknowns, trying to place industrial wind turbines into Lake Erie, Lake Ontario, Lake Erie, of which is a source of drinking water for over 11 million people. And they just said that this will not advance New York's goals toward renewable energy and zero emission. Borello tells Family Life that the new report is not getting any attention from liberal advocates who are likely to push for more wind turbines anyway. I consider this decision by NYSERDA that this study conclusion to be a victory. We still have a long way to go to restore New York's energy policy to uh, some kind of common sense. And an 11-year-old at a Broome County Elementary School is quite a hit. 
Not a student, though. Otto is an 11-year-old chocolate Labrador retriever. He belongs to Shenango Forks Elementary School psychologist Joel Peltz, who tells WBNG one of Otto's roles is helping students with their Reading with the Retriever program. I just kind of knew he had a good disposition to be able to um, calm people down, to provide love, affection. And when they read to him, he provides just a calm, non-judgmental presence. Former student Conway Mallory, who's now 16, says Otto was a definite help to him. Consistently, I was a better reader because of him. I had more opportunities to read while in school, and it was less of work and more of something entertaining because there was like a dog involved, and that always makes it more fun. Indeed it does. Pelt says Otto is also a big help in therapy sessions, helping students to relax and open up. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Wall Street closing sharply higher after an upbeat December jobs report. Stocks surged with the major indices gaining more than 2% on signs that inflation might be cooling a bit. Friday's rally helped markets end the week in positive territory. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 700 points to 33,630. The S&P 500 added 87 points to 38.95, and the Nasdaq rose 264 points to 10.569. Ambassador Advisors, a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Details are available at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Unless you live in the Deep South, you're feeling winter's icy grip. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. Here are some ways to reduce your winter heating bills and save some cash. First, contact your utility for a free energy audit to discover where heat might be escaping. Then, add weather stripping or insulation where needed. Next, lower your thermostat to no more than 70 degrees, 68 if you can manage it. You can still stay warm by wearing a sweater. That's why they invented them. And close the heating vents in rooms you don't use. Also consider installing a programmable thermostat. It'll work 24-7 to keep your energy costs down by lowering the temperature when you're out or asleep. These ideas will pay off quickly in lower heating bills. Connect with a certified Kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, faithfi.com. All right, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, new year and new list of words and phrases that are out. Here's a hint. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Well, don't look now, but there's a little snow in the forecast. It's not going to be much, but favored areas to the Lake Belt regions could pick up a couple, three, four inches over the next 24 hours. And the sun returns to our skies on Sunday. The call for tonight and tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Flurries for a few, and a couple of spots will pick up some lake snows. Could be a few inches there, but most of us, little or no accumulation. Low temps tonight, 20s and low 30s. Highs tomorrow in the 30s. On Sunday, partly sunny, with high temperatures in the 30s. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5. That's what I'm talking about! As the years pass by, popular words and phrases come in and out of vogue. Lake Superior State University comes out with a list every year of expressions they feel have worn out their welcome. People get to vote on it. If you didn't guess from the hints, one of them is GOAT, the overused acronym for greatest of all time. If you're of a certain age, you might even remember that calling someone a GOAT meant pretty much the opposite. Another that they say should be snuffed out is gaslighting, which means manipulating someone psychologically into questioning their sanity or reality. That term actually hails from a 1944 Ingrid Bergman movie, Gaslighting. 
Gaslight, in which a young woman she plays is driven mad by her husband. Other winners on this year's loser list include Inflection Point, Quiet Quitting, Moving Forward, Does That Make Sense, Irregardless, and It Is What It Is. Forgive me, Lake Superior State, that indeed is what it is for Friday, January 6th, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. Have a blessed weekend. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.